is my uncle. He choked me to death. Whenever anybody says they're a little concerned, they're very concerned. So what? What's wrong with being sexy? Hello it's and welcome. I'm over here singing Bruce Springsteen. Is he just lost in the flood? <laughs> Sorry, it's I'm bad. On, I'm on no, week okay. three of having Queen of Hearts stuck in my head. Oh, oh God, don't no, it. don't sing it. Don't. don't it. I don't no, want to hear there. it. It's not going to. Uh, it's don't not give bad. it. Do not spread it here. Do not spread yeah. it to this place. <laughs> yeah. Laying out another no, no, I'm taking off my headphones. <laughs> Thinking about a lot. Oh, yeah. If that gets stuck in my head, Shark, you are going to you're pay done. for you're that. Done. You're done. You're done. I'm going to get done. I'll retaliate with some. It's so good, though. I'll retaliate with some. Lido. Whoa. I'll get that in your head. I don't think so. Oh, I don't no. think it's gonna dislodge that compressed guitar okay, tone and, and Queen and Juice Newton, man. That's just that's what's got me there. It's just killing me. You know, it's been stuck in my head for like uh, uh, I don't know since early this morning when I woke up was a little uh, <clears throat> hello hello bass bass how low can you go, can you go death row <laughs> how a brother know once again back in the rhyme animal infallible uncannable deep public enemy number one oh, five yeah, oh said freeze and i got from <laughs> yep <laughs> i love public enemy in the morning god i love I, oh, hey, that's that, I, that's on my playlist all the time. So that one, that one's in there I all mean, the time. It's anyway. no, I mean, it's no playing with the queen hurts. Oh no, <laughs> hurts. Knowing that it really is hurts. <laughs> <laughs> the the only is that, that, is that the Weird Al? <laughs> weird Al version. Uh, that is my. Um, I'm adding a, an uh, accent for affect to show how much I mean. Ah. It. Hey, <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, seri- real seriously though, never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Is that is that the world's is that the world's first live Rickroll or no? That is. Queen of hearted us. Did he Rickroll us? I mean, what did we ever do to you? (laughs) Made fun of made fun of Juice Newton. (laughs) Oh no, man. Hey, by the way, it's twenty twenty one. Some people still call it Bob Dylan. That's fine. I don't care what you call it as long as you're listening, Doctor. And having doctor. a good time. My name's uh, <laughs> Joseph E. Frisch. Those are the two learned men, the doctors, one and a deuce, uh, Doc Warridge and the shark. Um, doctor. I might have a... Now, I got doctor, 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 give me, give me the news. news. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bad case of singing this song. Oh, man. Um, hey, you know how we're always talking about screening our guests? We always say afterwards, like, yeah, we need, whoa, um, yeah. well, here we got, here we're, we should do it for once. We have, later we have coming on, maybe, we can, we can not let this guy on. He's a uh, newspaper cartoonist. Um, no. <laughs> Looks a lot um, like Colin Robertson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you mean, the, you mean the, the guy who did. I don't know he wants uh, to talk uh, about or anything, but he said Bill he wanted Burch. to come. He said, yeah, I think so. I think so. He said he had a wholesome uh, family love. Where did, <laughs> where did that uh, come from, though? Seriously. I mean, here's a guy who draws, like, you know, this, the most innocuous cartoon, like, ever. <laughs> I mean, there's, like, yeah, Kathy was, and Dilbert. You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's nobody funny, read it, I mean, but it wasn't, like, controversial or anything. It wasn't, like, Dilbert no, was, you know, like, like family doing anything. Circus. It's like family yeah, circus exactly. in the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, the guy comes out, he's like, hi, I'm Albert Spear. 
been drawing cartoons for a long time. Yes. Why, what the, the way, hell is up with this? Why, where did this yeah. come from? Why? Why? Yeah. Is, why by is the way, like, I think black people are a hate group, and <laughs> we need to run yeah, away from I mean, them. It's like, whoa! So I used to, when I worked outside construction, I bought I bought the St. Louis Post Dispatch every day to read at lunch in the in the truck, okay. you know, because you just sure. have thirty minutes down. Now you were down and there with them, down there with them coonass down there, down right? In the bayou, down in the coonass, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I would read because like Bill McClellan wrote for them then and so on. But I always loved uh. the cartoons, and at that time I was a huge, huge, huge. Um, I believe his name's Aaron Magruder fan, uh, Boondocks. Ah, uh, yes, um, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, I just love... So, imagine me sitting there reading Boondocks and being like, God, this is good. And then I see Dilbert, and I'm like, <laughs> this is just stupid. Like, literally, I'm not just saying it now because we found out he's a horrible human being. I'm but just yes, saying it because you're just saying his work next was awful. I have the exact uh, 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 equivalency here. For me, I always, uh, Sunday, uh, funnies... I look forward to one and one only. Well, besides Garfield on occasion, uh, one and one only, and that was The Far Side by Gary Larson. Oh sure, yeah. Oh, Far Side's great. Huge hey, here's Far Side. Right next quick. to the I Far followed. Side. Right next to the Far Side was The Family Circus, which was the most yep. unfunny. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, never, you can see. I never got into. Check it, it out, never Dad. Understood. I know my right shoe from my wrong one. <laughs> I mean, like, I yeah. <laughs> I follow, I'm on a Facebook group. That's a perfect that, family circus joke. I, I, it is. Oh, it's from I'm the family circus. Oh, it's, it's that, lifted from the pages, lifted oh from the panels. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm on a Facebook group that just still brings out the far side every day. Nice. That's how much I love the far side. And I'm sitting here looking at the complete far side. I have, it's a giant two volume book, 80 to 86 <laughs> and 87 to 94. I'm a oh, huge wow. Gary Larson fan. I have yeah. the, uh, I have the two. Was the first two he did, but I don't have like the complete, you know, thing anymore. They were, they yeah, were new back um, then. You may get, let you guys in on a little cartooning secret real quick. Uh, yeah. Okay. So sure. I have I have studied political science from every angle you can study political science from. I don't uh-huh. think you can call it a science even, but you know what I mean. Uh, I feel you. I feel you. Doonesbury doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Doonesbury. <laughs> it's just it's I, nonsense. I, 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 the guy's just making crap up. He's just throwing names yeah. on a piece of paper and putting people yeah. in suits, and I, yeah. it doesn't. It makes Look, no sense. Doonesbury is not it. not a thing. Here's my hot take on Doonesbury. This is there's only one response to Doonesbury, and and you have to borrow it from this younger generation, and okay. it's this. Okay, boomer. Right? Yeah. It's, well, it's not even that. It's not even that. I think the guy was just doing a heat check. He's like, you know what? I'm going to make something that's total non- It's an Emperor's New Clothes thing is what it is. Well, I thought he was it's, trying I'm going to make, make something so stupid. Thompson. No, no. It's a, no. He, might have, he might have told you that. but, this, but Like, originally, is, that's is, what I thought his thing was, like the design of him. Yeah, it was, this is my point, and I didn't mean, okay, Boomer, like you're a jerk. What I mean no, is no, no, like, no. It's only for Boomers. Boomers the only no, people no, who have any way of understanding this. But they it don't. It makes no sense. But correct. they don't even have any under way, any way of understanding it because it, it's, it's not understandable. It's one big right. What it is is yes. it's, it's, a, it's a test to see, like, so if somebody says, like, 
hey, the last Doonesbury was real good. You know that they don't know what the hell they're talking about. They have no idea about politics, uh, and you should uh, not, like not when, uh, converse with them I further, got you. right? Okay. Right. It's like when Elaine goes to the New Yorker and is like, why is this comic funny? Explain it to me. And, like, even the editor is like, exactly. I don't know. I think it looks cute. Yeah. <laughs> it, right. It's a picture of Butterfly in three panels. I, you know, it's great. It's art. What do you want? Hey, what, mm-hmm. were, uh, the, what were you said earlier reminded me of something I've always wanted to do on this show. And that is, uh, you were talking about uh, a great something great right next to something uh, not so great. And uh, one of my favorite songs, Robbie, you'll recognize the song. Maybe you could right. run, could you run up the lyrics for it? It's called "My Favorite Mutiny." My by, favorite uh, mutiny uh, by the Coop, C O U P, I believe. I mean, be e right, I'm going to be honest with you. That does not ring a bell, but maybe you it will. will. Uh, you would know the song if you heard it. Uh, it's a rap song. By a kind of power group, I guess you would call it. Uh, what do they call those? You know, a bunch of different people get super together. Oh, super uh, group. Uh, a little super bit by group, super like, like cream or poison. Um, yes, yes, that's right. I, I always had trouble with cream, though, man. Did anybody really know anybody in that band besides Clapton? Yeah, it's true. No, no, they didn't. Should I be prepared to believe this? Yeah, I don't, don't. We can't run it. We can't play it. Okay. Okay, I stopped it. Yeah, I do it. recognize it now. No, yeah, I completely okay. recognize As soon as that bass dropped, I recognized it. It's a great song. Now, yeah. m- my thing I want to talk about is the second verse is, uh, I think his name is Boots. Boots Rider. He, he writes and delivers the second verse. And it is maybe one of the greatest verses in rap history, in my opinion. Like what he's saying in it and how it's being said. The guy that has to follow him, <laughs> I, he almost sounds like flustered because of the fact that he cannot compete with what just happened in the song. <laughs> um, could you possibly just bring up the lyrics for My Favorite Mutiny and yes. jump to the second verse? Um, now, is it the same as the first? Uh, no, it is not a violent films. It's not. <laughs> It's okay, not so at I've all. got the lyrics here. Um, which verse are you talking about? So I got move. That's Second the first verse. It, the, the first verse. First, first line of the first verse is by Boots, and the first line is "Death to the pigs" is my basic statement. That's where right, it starts oh, off. I got it. I got it right here. Okay, you ready? Okay. Do you want to read that? How yeah, we can. Uh, I want you to go all the way to the chorus, which is uh, "I ain't messing with you. Your logic does not compute." Um, that's the okay. that's the chorus. Um, Numbing boots. So it's a ways. Uh, it's a long right, verse. A ways. It's a very right, long are verse. We ready? Are uh, we ready? If you can, kind of don't say some words I'll have to bleep out because this is coming out. Sorry for the podcast listeners. We're a little late for the radio. You're not going to know nothing happened. All right. Yeah. Go uh, ahead. So, yeah. Okay. So far, I don't see anything. I can't I was say. say I don't think there's. I don't something. think there's anything in his. But All I know right. there's some here and there. Well, here we so. go. I mean, here we not go. A Wheeler Walker Jr. song. No, right. so here we go. This is a just listen to the what he's talking about, and uh, how yeah. uh, you know. All right, here we go. All right, death to the pigs is my basic statement. Starting off strong. I, yeah, I spit street <laughs> stories till I taste the pavement. Mm-hmm. Trying to stay out of the pen where we face enslavement. Had a foolproof hustle till they traced the payments. I was gripping my palm around some SH rum, what? trying to find Psalm number 151. Ooh, I wish I knew off the top of my head which one that is. 
To forget it's what I owed as I clutch the commode, I read, quote, put down the bottle and come get the gun, end quote. Let's get off the chain like Kuta Kente with a Mac-10. They want <laughs> us gone like a dollar in a crack den. Steadily subtracting seeds and stems. Gentlemen, that is alliteration, assonance, and consonance. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, mind cloudy through the wheeze and phlegm. Numbing my brain off that and the Jesus hymns. Nice. If we waiting for the time to fight, these is thems. Telling us to relax while they ease it in. We getting greased again. The truth I write is so cold it freeze my pen. I'm Boots Riley. It's a pleasure to meet you. Never let the punk ass ever defeat you. They got us on the corner wearing pleather and see-through. And y'all's gold mines, they want to deplete you. I'm just finna rap on the track. I finna clap them back. And it's stacking up to 500 years before Iceberg. Ever learned back in the lack before they told Rosa black in the back. Before the CIA told Ricky Ross to put the crack in a sack and Gil Scott traded nice rapping reference. for smack. They beat alone should get platinum plaques. I'd rather see a million of us ecstatic to scrap because if we be bapping them back, we automatically stack. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's the verse. That's a full verse. And what so an impactful verse. That's a David, David reference, David Goliath reference that you wondered about there. Right ah, here. thank yeah. you, Shark. I yeah. couldn't decide which one it was. Yeah, it fits. Huh. It fits with what he's saying. He's, it's yes. the, you know, I was the smartest, but the smallest, and blah, 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 and, you know. Ah. But, yeah, yeah. what a, uh, I mean, Robert, you stopped in the middle just to, to compliment it. Uh, it's just so uh, well put together and also says so much with so little. Um, you know, it's hard to be flowery and actually say something. <laughs> It's a layman's term. But uh, I love that. I love that verse. I, I mean, he's talking about God. He's talking about so many things in such a short amount of time. Like, he is packing in uh, issues. Um, so that's the first. What Any thoughts on that? Uh, I, I, I know you liked uh, the Ricky Ross cracking a sack reference there. Oh, I do. Well, yeah, I, I love that. I just thought that was a great reference, yeah. Well, and I mean, like, right after it, he says that Gil Scott traded rapping for smack. I mean, like, you know, mm -hmm. Gil Scott was the um, the revolution will not be televised. Yeah. Whitey oh, on the moon. Oh, right, 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 um, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so um, yes. I'm going to be honest with you because, you know, I'm a poetry teacher. I'm a literature geek. Mm -hmm. um, this is fantastic writing. On, it's on so every good. End. The Isn't references. It? I love yeah, it. I mean, like, um, I mean, just think about this. In terms of just pure illusions, he's mm -hmm. going to drop Kuta Kente, so we got Roots, mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. Then he is going to drop himself, so he puts himself in the mix. Then we nice. have Rosa. We have mm -hmm. um, Rick Ross. We have uh, Gil, or Ricky Ross and Gil Scott. So mm -hmm. you've got illusions. You also you've got, got uh, uh, consonants, alliteration, uh, Iceberg. Iceberg is like the first he yes. wrote the book on pimping. He's talking about him in the lack of Cadillac, saying like I can have a Cadillac. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, and then of yeah. Reagan will say that there's welfare queens riding around in Cadillacs. Yeah, yes, yeah, yep. No, I mean, he did. He ran that commercial. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, no, um, it's funny because I always just like the sound of this, and I swear this song is in one of. Um, David it Simon is the shows. it is the opening song for Winning Time, the the show you loved on uh, 
Oh, HBO with John C. Riley. But I think it gets, gets cut off. Yeah. In, um, no, I think it's dropped oh. somewhere in either The Wire or Treme or something yes. like that. I really do. Yeah, because it's from like 2001 or two. It's it's, it's yeah. a fairly old. So this is post 9/11, which puts it in yes. an even more. Because you know when we talk about anytime we're talking about any kind of art, you know it's really important to contextualize the moment it's in. Sure. Yeah. You yeah. Know, so I mean, like you know, Dylan. You know, you don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. He's not talking about. Your news weather. channel weather, right? It's the weatherman, <laughs> the political atmosphere. But I mean, if you don't put that in that historical context, you could easily blow past that and just think it's a clever line. Sure, um, yeah. Works all, all, all around. I had dinner Works with Bernadine on. one night, and that's all. I mean, that line never left my head the whole time. I'm so, like, I tried to have a conversation with her, try to couldn't get it. I the whole time, the only thing in my head was. You know what, man? Dylan thought you were a poser. I, I mean, how, how should I? You know, I mean, that's uh, how do you meet somebody, and like you're trying to develop a relationship with them, and the whole time you know that Bob Dylan thinks that they are full. Didn't of think it. they were cool. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. So it's like, how do, I, uh, you, how do you be friends with yeah. somebody that Bob Dylan thinks? It's I not cool? uh, I ran into Ned Beatty one time, and I uh, talked to a, told him a little bit about. You Did know, you ask him to aspiration like a pig? Well, no. He said the only thing he told me was he said I just have one piece of advice for you, kid. I was younger then. And I said, uh, what's that, Mr. Beatty? And he said, never take it in the ass on camera. And he walked away. <laughs> wow. Good wow. advice. And Good you advice. know what? Those are words to live by. Good Those advice. are words to That's live a, by. That's uh, a not a lie, true story. <laughs> you know, something, something else that jumps out at me. There's there's more than, more than a couple of parallels between the song we're talking about and the tune Things Going On by one Leonard Skinner, who most people don't realize was pretty socially active in their music. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah they were. You know. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. you know, that, that whole line about, uh, you know, too much money spent upon the moon. Um, yeah. and, and that raises mm-hmm. a really good point. I mean, you know, we're talking about going back to the moon here, you know, 50-ish years later. Um, maybe we should have solved homelessness and, you know, hunger and, and <laughs> Yeah, mental and illness. And first. And, uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know, cancer, things like this. Yeah I, yeah, I agree. I mean, I like the moon. I want to go to the moon. Don't get yeah, me wrong. I, I am not I, bashing cool. the moon. It's I think cool. space is great. But it just kind of feels like, you know, like instead of putting one dude yeah, on the moon, I, uh, maybe we could put like a million people like in a house. Yeah, I hate to know? sound, it's a very conservative idea, but uh, I think, yeah, if you want to go to the moon, let businesses do that shit. Let uh, let Elon Musk and Bezos I don't know, man. Get out our pitchforks. I say we spend enough off the top need... that we get ourselves taken care like, of, and if they got enough I left, love... then they can go play on the moon. Now, I love the research that NASA does. I love their telescopes and all of right, the data right. they collect. That needs right. to be done. I'm a huge, like, huge <laughs> proponent of that. Going to the moon right now, it's been done, y'all. What are you doing? What are you doing something twice for? There's an old saying in the movie business when you're uh, coming up with your shot list, if you already did something once, you don't do it again because that gets boring. Don't get boring, y'all. <laughs> Go to Mars. Whoa. You know, well, that's I mean, you know, and it, I it's want funny, more money to be funny you make that joke because that's exactly why they stopped going to the moon in the first place. Is literally people have lost interest in it. They, you know, yeah. But after the yeah. after the second landing, everybody's like, we don't care anymore. That's great. You're sending pictures of yeah. dudes on the moon. Wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, uh, but I just reminds me of something uh, where the song we're talking about. My little sister starving uh, and Whitey's on the moon. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's such yeah. a great song. Yeah. Um, what happened to Flavor Flav? 
He's uh, he married uh, uh, Bridget Nielsen and had a reality show. Well, I, th- I, oh, I know that, but after, I just as far as I know, I mean, think of the band he came from. One of the most uh, politically, music politically, musically, I don't know how to say that, important bands uh, of the 80s and 90s. Has yeah. to be. Sure. I love. I, I Absolutely, mean, you can't. Yeah, you cannot under. You cannot oversell how important Public Enemy. God, is. they were so important. I, I, I just. Yeah. I hear "Fight the Power," and it starts off with, <laughs> with, with uh, besides the quote. It's you know you hear "Flay," yeah, Flay, but it's Flay, yeah. all the songs. Nine one one's joke, like that's an entire flavor song. Flavor song. Can't trust uh, it. No, that's, <laughs> that's right. One of my favorite song. Uh, but, like I remember them being a thing before I understood what they were. Like seeing them on Saturday Night Live with the Black Panthers, and they had like the guards that stood in front of them, and they just had a yeah. really spectacle, and like everything was a big protest, and you know, or bringing well, attention plus to you things. Do with a giant clock on him. I mean, that's you know, <laughs> you can't look away from that. Right. So, I, know. I guess you, what I'm well, saying well, is, quick, how did... I just got to ask something. Did you guys know, and I'm going to bet Eastwood knew this. Shark, I'm going to plead <laughs> you, and I don't know this. Did you know he is cousins with ODB, RZA, and is it GZA, is it Hizza or Giza? Giza? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't, I did not Jizza. know. I was unaware. It's Jizza. So, so, okay, so ODB, Rizza, and Jizza. He's cousins with I did all not know that. the Wu-Tang. I'm going to be honest. I did I, not know I, that. Okay, I, uh, I did not know that. I'm strange just like, I'm you should be. I, uh, I uh, did not know that. Right. And by the way, and that was great, um, that was don't course. forget... Don't forget that it was Public Enemy and Anthrax that right. came together and put out "Bring the Noise" EP and stuff, and said, "That's um, what I was hey, saying earlier." All you kids sitting out there, whether you're black or white, you're dealing with the same thing. Economics is screwing you all over and turning you it's against true. each other. We're all angry about the same things. Let's get together, and that's a huge moment in the early '90s for sure. metal. And this political rap hip hop band to get together and say we're not even, we're even going on tour. I remember Matt Dressler got to go to the tour. He was at SIU and saw him. Really? Yeah. Ah, that yes, makes he sense. Went, he we loved Anthrax. High school and I couldn't go. And he went. He came back. And he's like, it's amazing. He's like, it's just amazing. Can you How go? Can you go? <laughs> at death row, that a brother no. Oh, yeah, I loved uh, love some, but yeah, but then to think like, oh, now he's. He was. That was a decade ago. He was having reality shows and Mary, Mary and Brigitte Nelson <laughs> well, wearing on, okay, Viking helmets. One of the last and, things right, I right. see. On July 21st, 2019, he had oh, his youngest got son, COVID? Jordan, with a woman named Kate Gamel. Gamel. So that's the Katie last Gamel. major event I'm seeing. Gargamel. He Gargamel. Oh no! <laughs> look out for as look out for Azrael. Azrael. Yeah. You know, Azrael. I'm pretty sure it's him. That you hear people talk about him, and it seems like the thing that one of the things that pops up that I wouldn't expect is they say that he's he's multi multi instrumentalist. He's a phenomenal musician. You know, it doesn't know anything. Really? It's all ear. But yeah, they say he can play. If he can pick it up, he can play it. Um, and I, yeah, maybe I I'm wrong that about too. that, but it seems like no, that's I've crazy. Heard that. He's like a musical genius. Sure, or something. you're not yeah, thinking like of a Bismarcky. You got maybe, maybe. <laughs> you say he's just a friend. I'm just imitating Bismarcky oh, very specifically. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. 
I think he was ODB's hero. Like ODB heard him and was like, "Whoa, you can do this and get away who with." Was, was, I can. Who's the a guy with the too? nose? Was that ODB? No, no, that's uh, that's Humpty Dance. That's uh, yeah, who is that? Uh, All right, stop what you're doing because I'm about to do uh, the image of the style used to. I look funny. But you're all making but money, you're see? Money, see? So you well, what's for me his name? Around. I'm the new fool. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, can I can't think of his name. Uh, the Humpty Dance. Was he just named MC Humpty? Was that was that I his don't name? Know. But did did uh, did Flav or somebody big like that like not cameo, but you know like you know was guesting okay, on the, that the one or thing something? You might be no, is they I don't had think a young so. dancer in their dance Uh-oh. troupe named Tupac Shakur. That's right. <laughs> That that's the only thing I know about them. That's true. Oh wow, that's that's really funny. All right, should yeah. we get back to the uh, to the? Uh, hey, it's like that Jack Black story and his mom. You ever hear that story? Was she about the? Was she the NASA scientist that did something with the the moon? And she or like the she like shot G. He shot G. He sh- that's his name. Shot G is also known as Humpty Hump. Okay. Oh yes, right. he thank, was an alias for yes, yeah. Humpty Hump. That's it. That was his name. Yep. And by the way, they spent. It says here that Shut they me. they used a lot of their music and album covers and stuff to pay homage to Parliament Funkadelic. That okay. makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. And you Who should be paying homage to Parliament because they were awesome. Well, <laughs> Funk was making a little resurgence. I mean, Delight wasn't that the one? Uh, they were kind of a one-hit wonder, but they had that one. Yeah, Grooves in the Heart. Grooves yeah. in the Heart. On uh, my playlist. Hey, you know what's interesting? Why I bring up this uh, whole thing in the first place is I'm write, writing a thing that takes place in the uh, 90s. So, of course, I've made myself a 90s playlist. And... Um, I have found that the mu- most music, the music that holds up the best for me, uh, turns out to be that and mostly hip hop. It's mostly uh, even you know Naughty by Nature and Dr. Dre and uh, yeah Public Enemy seems to be the ones I'm keeping on the playlist. I'm kind of knocking off one by one the ones that when they come on I'm like yeah. I'm not loving you. So I knock it off the playlist. And it really seems to be, at the end of the day, I'm getting mostly uh, just rap songs on there. I don't know, man. Freddie Johnson, that one that one still lives for me. I can listen to that one over and over. Bad Reputation? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got the 45. Uh, I love that song. And by the way, I'm going to say this before. Eastwood craps all over that song because he always does. Um <laughs> I had never heard that song and one Friday night Eastwood and I were riding around smoking cigarettes cigarettes and, bro I got I'm so glad and as smoking cigarettes and he played it and I thought oh my god this song is amazing it really yeah. spoke to my um, effed up life at that moment where I was at, and so a uh, record store day about ten years ago, that was a forty-five you could get a hold of, and I snagged it as quick as possible. So there are times, Shark, when I want to hear it, and I dig out my forty-five and I throw That's it on right. to it on vinyl. Hey, like, oh, every the once in a while, so yes, every once in a while I will throw on one of those type of uh, songs too. But the playlist tends to, uh, you know, I listen to it as much as I can when I'm writing. Uh, so I can't listen to that song on repeat. Um, no, I get I mean, that, yeah. You know what I mean? If a playlist oh, yeah, is yeah, 20 yeah. songs, like it can't be one of those 20 that I hear every day. Like It, it, it has to be very selective, and I, that's why I say I, I kind of trim it down as I listen. Um, 
Uh, I like, but I want to be in the '90s vibe. You know, John uh, Hyatt I, was making a lot of waves in the '90s. He pops up a lot, and uh, I go through '90s playlists, and then I will be like, "Oh yeah, that was a big song," or "Oh yeah, I remember that," or him, or this. He pops up a lot in there, um, yeah. and I've ad- I've added him in. I haven't uh, trimmed him off yet. If that tells I mean, you. Perf- <laughs> perfectly good guitar deserves to be in a movie. I'm sure it's in a movie somewhere, but oh my god, that's true. Uh, the lyrics, yeah, the good. lyrics are so funny in that song. And the guitar sounds so awful. I know I got a bad, <laughs> bad reputation. <laughs> yeah, I've smashed uh, two guitars in my life on stage. I witnessed one. It was awesome. Both were very fun. The levy broke, and Eastwood shattered a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, have I was angry. Caster, so trying to smash something, it's just futile. You know what I mean? There's no sense in it. Uh, hey, you know, Mike McCready, Mike McCready tells a story that one time he was mad, and he wanted to bust one of his guitars. Like, he, it wasn't a plan. Like, something went wrong. He was effing up. Yeah, he was mad. He was yeah. mad. Genuinely mad. And he mad. said, I slammed it once, and nothing happened. And I slammed it again, and it vibrated my whole body to my teeth rattled, it, and I right. just that's, gave up see, that's, and threw yeah. it on the ground and walked away. He said, "That's exactly that's said, so exactly I'm what I'm afraid of." And I'm embarrassed in front of like twenty six thousand people. Right? <laughs> yeah. When you try, try to smash cool. your guitar and your guitar wins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm and it's great to see him because out of all the PJ guys, he is like, I don't know. I think he's like the most. I love being a rock star. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, yeah. He was kind he of kinda wor- he kind of worshipped he worshipped oh, Hendrix dude. and like all the kids. Yeah, he was loved all it. of them. He wanted he wanted to be a rock star. He loved being a rock star. Yeah. And so like for him to say it's really great because you could just see that he's like, I wanted to be Pete Townsend. And I ended up being a douchebag. <laughs> like you can see it on his face, and hey. he has no shame telling the whole world. This That's happened. really great. <laughs> Word to the wise, kids. First off, don't go around smashing guitars. But if you must, play a Gibson. There you go. They break real easy. Now you just look real at them wrong. I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, see that people don't understand that. Like the whole thing in Spinal Tap. That wasn't a joke, you know. You know, Nigel was like, "Don't look at it." Well, don't point. You know, it's it's a, a headstock will snap right off of that thing. If you, yeah. It's true, man. They historically just break without any. I seen, I saw one in person break right in front of me. And oh, then yeah, uh, I've seen, seen a few breaks. I, this is I shouldn't have said it. I don't know if I said it with an earshot of the guy who broke, who it broke for. Um, but Koppel heard me. Apparently, he was near. Um, he said. He said it broke, and I heard Frisch say, cheap-ass Gibsons. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I would have, too. I would have, too. Because, I mean, hell, you know, I I, literally, I just tie the strap of my guitar strap to which, the trailer hitch and drag my telly to the yeah. show behind the camper, you know. <laughs> to which, you know, Koppel was, was like, so- oh, my God, I thought a Gibson was a you know great guitar. Go ahead, Rob. Yeah. No, I thought Eastwood was going to tell the story of that time that he played that benefit in New York City. And oh, he yeah. smashed Kurt, uh, Kurt Cobain's guitar like, <laughs> that Mustang. Like, in the middle yeah. of the song. I remember Jazz that, master. I remember people couldn't believe it that Eastwood like destroyed this like five hundred thousand dollar guitar um, I, while I playing now, um, a Lead Belly song. It was where they were filming Hateful Eight, you know, East, Eastwood, you know, sends a message to Kurt <laughs> Russell. He's like, I've got some notes. 
<laughs> that is such a good what? deep pop culture reference what? that if you know you're so cool, <laughs> and if you don't know you're a loser. The thing <laughs> is, so I didn't I didn't plan on breaking it, and it did not go. The energy did not go with that Lead Belly song at all. I was playing. I know, it just I, know. I kept messing up my finger picking pattern, and I finally just had enough, and I I just all out of rage. Honestly, I regret it very much. <laughs> Well, well, the funny thing was that guitar was getting ready to be auctioned off for charity. Yeah, so I still, I, I still, I'm, gonna, I'm still working that off. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought why you do you still think I? That off. Why do you think I've been doing this show for the last five years? <laughs> <laughs> public service. Public yeah, service. Public service. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, they didn't. That judge didn't know what she was sentencing you to. <laughs> Look here, Judge. I'll be riding around eating baloney while she's in my Cadillac. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, man. Oh, man. Jerry Reed, oh, Jerry Reed has a three-to-one mention of judges judges to non-judges ratio in his songs. You ever notice that? <laughs> yes, sure. I think you're right. Yeah. Wait, or so alligators. Me, alligators and, alligators right. to judge, yeah. Judge old fishing buddy of mine. Over my surprise. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What's the over she got the gold mine. Judges. I mean, it's yeah. He talk, every every song, every third song, at some point, he ends up having a non-existent one-sided conversation with a judge. <laughs> okay, let me ask you this: Are That's the conversations really as good? As Arlo's conversations with Officer Obi. <laughs> well, I, I yes, yes, because they're yes, because they're one liners. You know what I mean? Now, oh, Officer okay. Officer Obi is phenomenal, but it's an opus. You know what I mean? Jerry Reed's yeah. like Jerry Reed's just like his guitar yeah. playing. He's like, what, Judge? What do you mean? It's all, you know what I mean. He's out. He's, that's it. That's all you need right there. Oh yeah, and then well, and then you throw like a tuba in there, dun 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 dun, dun you know, type of thing. And, oh yeah, and, yeah, it makes the joke. Yeah, that's gotta oh, be. That's delightful. Uh, well, so uh, hey, anyway, it's what I was talking about I, earlier. Oh, go ahead, Rob. No, go ahead. No, 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 no. I you go ahead because this was completely taking us in another direction. You hadn't finished yet. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just gonna say so we shouldn't let this cartoonist on because <laughs> it's about that time right. where we usually have a guest. Right. Yeah. I. 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 I'm not. First of all, like I said, he sounds like an awful human being now, but he was a. a what a milk toast human being before this, so I don't really care. <laughs> he kind of seems like one of those guys who watches the boys and and like thinks it's you know, like it thinks it's good and real and doesn't get it, doesn't get it. Yeah, but the boys is actually yeah. about him. Yeah, this is about yeah. me and my friends. I, I'm not, and there's a lot of those people out there, man. I I get on one That's of those true. you know social media groups for the for the boys, and it was yeah. like a bunch of you know what do they call them neck beard incels or something. Um, sure, sure, yeah. I don't know what they call them, but you know those people who live in basements and, and don't like other people, you know, because of Maga. how they look or how they're born or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, but the young ones, you know, not the young ones, but, you know, the yeah. 20s and 30s yeah. ones. Oh, okay, so Baga. The zoo, <laughs> the, the zoo cells, the Z cells. That's what go. I'm calling there you them. Go. Yeah, Z cells. Oh, I like man. it. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. Um, Oh, I had something there. I forgot what I was going. Where I was going there. Hey, I know something. I sidetracked you, and you said two times you broke a guitar. Did you get through that whole story? Because the one was the show I was referencing, where when the levee breaks, you kind of shattered it. 
And yeah. The, you were, and the other one was the one you were talking about where cop heard it. Uh, uh, no, no, no. That was just that was where the Gibson. That was somebody else's guitar broke. Literally. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that's another band was playing with. This is a great band. I felt bad. I, I really did feel bad for the guy. Um, I think Jake went and got a guitar and gave to him. No, the other time was uh, uh, with my old band Powderfinger. Um, and, uh, nice name. That's a Neil Diamond reference. That's right. <laughs> He's not even Canadian anymore. That guy's an American. <laughs> this is the funniest thing I ever heard. It's like, well, you guys got got Neil Young, right? It's like, nah, he's not. Nah, he's he's been American for a long time. He's not even Canadian. <laughs> I've never yeah. seen Canadians disown somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, they're so polite. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought they just give him a stern, hey, come on. Hey, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. Uh, speaking of a stern, come on. I don't know if you saw, uh, we're recording this on a very rainy Friday. I hope the power doesn't go out sometime and ruin this entire uh, <laughs> Wait, uh, you, rec- you just recording. fate, my friend. But uh, uh, <laughs> I'm really sad to see. Uh, I don't know what, what was going on. I kept seeing headlines. What's but our going old- on? Our old friend, uh, Lieutenant Murtaugh, apparently murdered his wife and, and kid. Uh, poor darling love. I guess he really was too, getting too old for this shit because he, he murdered his wait, family. Wait a minute. And just, just to be clear, that is not uh-huh. Donald Glover's uncle. No, okay, no. It's, that was a big rumor for a while. It but was, no, I, It was. That's what I'm saying. But have you guys read this news? Lieutenant Murtaugh, uh, apparently there's been a trial going on. He moved down south. And uh, I don't know if Riggs is involved or not. Boy, I thought Riggs would... Anyway, Murtaugh's been found guilty. One of my childhood, not heroes, but, you know, father-like figure. Um, uh, what do you guys think about it? Lieutenant Murtaugh, guilty, murdering his whole family. Dar- I love Darlene Love. She, of course, sang the classic. Did he do uh, the baby, murder or did home. he hire somebody? I, I don't know anything about it. I just saw headlines, you guys. I didn't so, look at pictures. So I just saw okay. Lieutenant Murtaugh was clearly, too old for this clearly, SHI. I, yeah, um, I don't want to burst your bubble there, champ, but mm-hmm. uh, it's a guy named Alex Murtaugh who is very white. Um, oh. Who was an attorney. Uh, actually oh. killed his wife and 22-year-old son. Well, that, um, well that's a relief. Is still, is still too old for this. He's still too old for I this. Heard, and I heard an interview the other day that this is no SHI, that they are filming, getting ready to start filming Lethal Weapon 5. Oh, my gosh. And they're both coming I back. I can't wait to tell my dad. I literally saw Mel Gibson say this is true, that the guy who created all the movies, he was working on a script, and he was about halfway done with it, and according to Mel, he told Mel, look, I'm not going to live much longer, and when I when I pass, I want you to finish it and make this movie. And so he's like, we have to make the movie, you know, as his last wish. And Danny's in, I'm in. And they said, well, can you get Pesci? And he said, man, Pesci is a hard dude to get a hold of. Yeah, and I heard he's that. Like, I don't, he's like, I don't think we're going to get him. He's like, but we are sure as hell going to try. But they are literally making Lethal Weapon 5 or whatever number Holy crap. He yep. really is going to be too old for it. That's I hope yes. there's aliens. Well, I'm glad I tell you what, I am, though, in the biopic on the murder trial, I my vote for Central Casting, you got it to Keith David, right? <laughs> he's still... Uh, wow. He's still... 
I don't like I said, I didn't I didn't see anything about it. I thought it was Lieutenant Murtaugh. Yeah, no, <laughs> so no, no, I do no, no. I was so upset I didn't really want to read it. Because I thought, oh no. Yeah, no. no, I understand why you were upset. No. And I no, thought he that. wouldn't do that. He would hire Ricks would have came through to do the dirty work. You know that. You know, now, if he needed you... somebody taken down, Riggs would have came in there. He, she would have been like, baby, please come home. I'm home, darling. Pow, pow. <laughs> Vietnam flashback. Now, uh. I don't know if either one of you guys are, friend, are fans of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Of course, of but course. they already made Lethal Weapon 6 or whatever. Oh, that's right. Oh, my they God. They did it. That's They've right. already done it, so how can you do this again? Oh, the guy who kept referring to the girl was little. Was little. I can't say it on the radio, but he yes, was a pimp. Yes, you can. He was a pimp, and he. Oh, so such a great episode. Um, uh, hey, speaking of that, what time we got here? Uh, I, I, I don't think we have time for the rest of that song. Just know that the verse that came after <laughs> the Boots Riley verse. It's it has such trouble. Do you want to read like just read a couple lines if you still have it up there? Okay, let me uh, see if I still have this up. I think I do. If you if you, if you do, if not, we can go on because we have something okay, else that we got to do. So right after it is the chorus. Now you want me to pick up right after the chorus? <laughs> right after the chorus, yeah. So remember, guys, about okay, twenty minutes ago or so. Okay. But yeah, about twenty minutes ago we had this great, the, one of the best verses probably ever written in in rap hip hop. Uh, now this is the guy that follows it. And I'm not saying well, it's bad. Well, to stop, but... collaborate, and listen. But yes, okay. Um, All right, let's go for it. This the cut like truancy. R.I.Q. Who's R.I.Q. Rick Reek. How would you pronounce that? Uh, Rick Reek. I think Reek. Yeah. Reek. I, I'm not okay. Sure. This the I'm cut sure. like truancy. Reek boots and me activating the community. Up in the bay like Huey P, they suck a free. It remind me of the BK, it's love for me. All right, so for, let me B, stop you right now. Yeah. I have no idea what he's talking about. Do, do you yeah. have any idea what he's talking about? I mean, I know Huey P. <laughs> okay, okay. One. All right. No, that's Huey P. Newton. Okay, well, that's oh. more than me. That's more than me. Okay. All right, all right. It Maybe he's better than I thought. BK. Maybe I'm dumb. BK. Uh, BK, is it Burger, Burger King? King like, that's Burger um, King, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a reference. Okay. Now, here's where he picks up. But Beast got it twisted. I'll untangle oh. it. That's an Black X-Men reference. Black mind intertwined like the ropes they use to hang us with. This That's is my bad. favorite SH. I came in the game with a new way to spit. They got questioned who you banging with. Take, uh, take it back to Emotep. I'll go a step deeper like a poor righteous teacher with a holy intellect. All right. Kill flow with all my real in word left, but inform the family of a J-I-G-B word eventually um, that there's been a death. Once again, you can feel hip hop underground. Still about guap, gangster like, F the cops, Talib, Coeli, revolutionary MC, and they ain't about to stop. So there's some there's some really good lines in there. So it's not as uh, poorly. It's not like the, I mean that one is just money. But there's some good as, stuff here for there's sure. There's some good and stuff in there. But there's a lot of things that I like. I said earlier, you you knew one of the references. I I got none of them. I had no idea what was happening. Um, so yeah. Anyway, check out uh, my favorite mutiny. Great song. Yep. Uh, available on uh, Spotify. Use uh, yeah. It's from code an album from 2006. 
The oh, album okay. is Pick a Bigger Weapon, The Artist, That's right. The Coup. That's right. A lot of the album, some a couple decent, some couple good songs on there. Uh, one great song, and it's that one. Uh, so, yeah. I think we are actually now moving on. We have, unfortunately, um, let's see here. Oh, that's about right. Uh, for my family, uh, oh, we have now... Uh, <laughs> Uh, this is we've got some more tapes uh, uh, brought in here to us for people who haven't listened in a while. Uh, my great great uh, grandfather, who was a man of mystery but uh, well regarded in my family as uh, one of the greats, uh, we've been he's apparently liked to take these uh, audio memos throughout his life. Uh, people doing research have sent them to me. I have tons and tons of them. We play them on here. I never know what they are, what they're going to say, etc. cetera. Uh, uh, Robbie plays them, and uh, we listen to them, and then we kind of break down maybe what uh, his life and if he was indeed a hero, or maybe uh, maybe not. Sometimes it <laughs> tends to be that he was on the wrong side of history. Let's hope not today. Uh, he also usually has medical <laughs> problems <laughs> that he likes to explain. Uh, so, Rob, if you want to cue one of those up, this is my great, great grandfather uh yeah. audio tapes absolutely so make sure you got the volume set and we're off okay smithers l frisman here november 1963 i have just returned from a quite refreshing vacation myself and the missus went down to dallas texas we decided not to watch any news our entire vacation or listen to the radio on the way back just to keep ourselves in the refreshed mood we felt from our vacationing we went to the little city of dallas texas i was trying to find a book i missed from my childhood and i heard there was a depository there sometime and i wanted to see the depository for myself to see if i could locate the book of my childhood yearning to bring back nostalgia much like bruce's chocolate eclair he bit into but that's another story nonetheless i didn't find the book i was very upset very upset so when i get upset as always i pulled out my lucky gun my 1911 and i started brushing it down and oiling it to make sure she felt good because she makes me feel good so i gotta make her feel good now keep in mind this is a gun not a real woman because i have stated on several occasions right. it is a pure pleasure of mine to never ever give a woman satisfaction it's right it's not funny it's a disease no. nonetheless i was shining my beautiful 1911 up in the book depository when all things happened it fell and went off several times no one was hurt that i know of oh, god and had a wonderful vacation. We listened to not the radio on the way home. People, I'm telling you, that place was packed. There were people everywhere screaming outside. They must really love that depository. I don't know. It, it didn't, they must have been trying to find their own childhood book, much like me. Smell Fritzman, by the way. P.S. Schmizmo. Oh, no. Tell Dr. Schmizmo. The feathers have returned. <laughs> Not just from my urethra. Is that the right word for the penis hole? I am, not sure. I am urinating feathers. And they're also coming out the back, too. Oh, no. If they start coming out my throat, 
Schmismo, I might think about having to replace you. This has been going on for two decades now. This is a problem. Yes, I had a problem with poultry for a while, but those days are long gone. Schmismo, get these feathers out of my pee hole. I also highly recommend Dallas, Texas vacation. Good times had by all. Just don't drop your gun. Really ruined my day. All right. Smith is over for some out of here. Okay. I mean, I tell you what, I I feel bad for the guy that it ruined his day. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't really save anybody. He certainly didn't think anybody got hurt. Once again, though. He, I'm not good with dates or anything like that. He's, I don't know much about geography or Texas at all. But yeah, something was happening. Uh, Shark, you want to uh, feel this historical <laughs> moment? Yeah. <laughs> I know. No. no. Okay. No. And, and, and it's it, it, no. Um, so my grandfather's still in uh, good standing with the, the world. No, no, I don't think he is. I don't think he is. And, and the reason I don't want to, to expound is because I don't I don't want to be called to testify. Before anything, anywhere, <laughs> ever. I understand, I understand that. He, uh, yeah, I was in Dallas and uh, back again to the federal problem. The book depo- I wonder if he was like low in the book depository or high up in the book depository. Hi, that's a good question. And I don't, I've never heard of a book depository. So he was looking for something from his you childhood. Know, that is, that is a good point, right? Is is that not literally the only context you've ever heard the words book depository in? Yeah. I mean, my, my grandma was a librarian and my mom was a librarian and I still, other than other than Kennedy's assassination, I've never heard the, no, never heard my grandma be like, well, we got to run down to the book depository. Yeah, it sounds like what happened to me today at the book depository. <laughs> never, oh, never, never. Yeah, we had to get more copies of The Joy of Sex. <laughs> <laughs> From that book's depository, sir. <laughs> well, well, now you would hear things like this. Hey. We're in Florida, and we're burning books from the book depository. <laughs> yeah. That's the context yeah. now. Okay. Okay. Well, he that one was rough. Well, let's go on to this next one while we have time. Okay. Smith is L. Fritzman here. 1965, February. While touring New York, I decided to go to one of my favorite places, the Apollo Theater in Harlem. I heard some of the funniest yuck-yucks in my life from that place, and I wanted to see it for real. So, I go to Harlem. I'm ready. I'm decked out. The coolest pimp suit you've ever seen. (laughs) I go to what I think is the Apollo Theater, and it was not. It was some type of ballroom of some sort, and there were a gentleman convening about a meeting of some happenstance there. And let me tell you, there was nothing funny about what they were saying. I kept waiting for the Sandman to come out and get the to pull these guys off stage. It was not a damn thing they said was funny. There was a fella up there, he was named after a letter in the alphabet. I don't even remember. But he was not funny. He apparently was a headliner. I was like, where the hell is the Sandman? Get him out here with a cane and pull this choker off stage. Get Bernie Mac out here. This is this isn't funny. Nobody's laughing. They're clapping sometimes, but nobody's laughing. I was upset. 
as smooth as Alfred Smith does when he's upset. Oh, I pulled no. out my lucky 1911 <laughs> and began cleaning. Oh, God. I began pointing it down to make sure the hair trigger was in fine, fine shape. Unfortunately, I dropped it. <laughs> and it fired several rounds into the crowd, which started screaming and ran off. I don't think anyone got hurt. I, of course, was uh, feared to be arrested for something that may have happened. So I picked up my lucky 1911 and I ran. And of course, as all vacations, myself and my wife decided to not take in the evening news. <laughs> and that was Real my trip to New York yep. in 1965. Now... Yes. Wow. She was my role. Uh oh. I was happened to be vacationing in a tribal land, and I thought I would join the locals and what a custom they called was a very, very cool. They kept saying it was cool. I was like, I don't even know what that means yet. They said this is a thing we all do here, and they gave me a live hornet's nest to have relations with. After uh, sticking my pinoceros inside the uh, hornet nest, I received more than 75 stings upon my pinoceros and uh, 35 more upon my testiculars. The stings range from the size of a quarter to the size of a half dollar. They oh my God! Very painful, Schmizmo. Very painful. <laughs> the, my my testicles are still swollen. They've come down since the procedure that you performed, Schmizmo, but they're still what? very swollen. Well, guess what? They're back, baby. They're back to gargantuan proportions. Good God! Oh, good God! They hurt, Schmizmo. They hurt. I need some help. I also. Oh. Minor inconvenience. They stung me in both eyes, and I think I've gone blind. Wow. Wow. So, Harlem, huh? <laughs> Harlem. <laughs> 1965, huh? <laughs> mm. wow. <A> ballroom. Ballrooms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is not Dre looking good. White dude dressed like a pimp <laughs> 65 <laughs> in Harlem. Mm. And, a, and a guy with a letter name was talking. Wow. I got to tell you. Not a comedy this, show. Your family man here, if you want to call him that. Um, yeah. He's like Forrest Gump. He's everything. That, I was just going to say that. He's like the, he's like the evil. He's like Forrest Gump in the evil timeline. <laughs> he is. Oh no. Okay. Well, how many more? Is that it? There's no more. No, of them, there, there's there's two more. There's five, oh, thirteen, and fourteen. Lord. Lord. Okay. Let's get on that next one. We're about out of time. <laughs> All right. Let's see here. We and here we go. Smithers Fritzman here. April 1968. Oh no. My wife and I took a little vacation to see an old friend of mine, an old CIA friend, CIA. by the name of Elvis Presley. Elvis <laughs> <laughs> no. I've ever known. Presley and I, we go way back. <laughs> oh, look here, boy. Oh, you and I, 
Ritzman. Ritzman himself. Nonetheless, Elvis and I are hanging out. Did he just say and you I tell you, my guy's got the blues. He was telling me how rough his life is, Graceland. I say, Elvis, my man, nothing makes me feel good like shining up a pistol. <laughs> oh, no. I pull out my lucky 1911, <laughs> and I give it to the king. And I say, shine her up, oh, no. king. It'll make you feel like a man. The king said, oh, I can't wait till you die. I can't, I can't do imitations. But he was very happy. He took his 1911. But as I passed it off to him... <laughs> I dropped it and it hit the ground. The air trigger fired several rounds into the Memphis air. I once again am sure no one got hurt. Or surely I would have heard of it. Of course, we didn't vacation. The you know the <laughs> of no news on vacation. That's a true I like my vacation to be news-free. Any <laughs> news of the world coming to me, Tom Hanks? You take your news of the world, Tom you shove it up your Oscar-winning behind. Wait a minute, this now, is 1965. Yes, that doesn't make sense at all. That, firing my gun off in Memphis. How is he talking about? <laughs> he talked about Bernie Mac earlier. I thought. Ah, Uh oh. Triple. Something has caught up with me. I think you know the something I refer. Three of my toes on my left foot have developed very distinct personalities. The middle toe has become a real agitator. He's trying to get them all to fall out of line. Ring toe. I don't know how this is possible, but he's developed the personality of a tortured Vietnam vet suffering from yet-to-be-diagnosed PTSD. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I've ju just made it up. Oh, tired. Silly dog. I don't even know what that means. And Pinky Toe, of course. Poor little shy Pinky Toe. He put his head in the oven last Tuesday. Is there any more hope, Schmizmo? My left toes are deserting me. It could be the diabetes. But I don't think the diabetes would give them personalities. Schmizmo, help me. Schmizel Fritzman, signing off. Oh, my. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, again, uh, evil Forrest Gump strikes... Uh, yeah, strikes the strikes again <laughs> in Memphis. Very yeah. uh, bad, bad time to be in Memphis again. Uh, yeah, he does, he's never given time. us uh, specific dates at least, though. So I mean, there's some ambiguity well, to it. <laughs> April in Memphis? I don't know, buddy. Sixty-eight. That's pretty specific. He does seem to be like. He does seem to be bizarro Forrest Gump, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. That's a good and, one. And yeah. Somehow, and somehow he is anachronistic and knows things that he shouldn't. <laughs> or he, you know, I think he said yeah. he hound dog and gave it to Elvis. <laughs> yes, um, I think he took credit for hound dog. <laughs> we kind of talked up for him. Yeah, uh, I took credit for a few things there. I'm yeah, mistaken. absolutely. Talked well, about Tom Hanks. Trial. Yeah. Oh dear God! Talk about Tom Hanks and uh, <laughs> Bernie Mac. I think. Yeah, I heard Bernie Mac. Everybody thought I'm. He knew this. what uh, no he's talking about. Bernie. He Mac. knew what PTSD was, and, and well, no, he he said it existed, but he doesn't know what it is. He doesn't know what it is. He made it up. Hey, we're out of time for the radio show. Thanks for listening. We got one left uh, on the podcast. Right. Look us up on Here podcast twenty twenty one. See y'all later. Peace.
Peace. Adios. All right, we're clear. All right, we're clear. Fuck this. All right, let's play the next <laughs> one. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let's do it. Smithers L. Fritzman here. June 1968. I happen oh, to be in a great California. state of Pico Kami, California. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, now, God. I don't usually hang out there with all those hippy-tippy lefties, but... I'm a big fan of the Cobb Salad. The Cobb Salad served at the Ambassador Hotel. There it is. So, <laughs> me and my wife, we go to the Ambassador Hotel. I say I want the famous Cobb Salad invented here by Bob Cobb. Okay, hang on. I got a theory. Here's my theory before we finish. <laughs> What's your theory? They're going to screw up his order. It's going to make him angry. He's going to clean his gun <laughs> to calm down. And he's going to drop it and something bad's going to happen. That's my theory. <laughs> I don't think All right, I'm going to hit play. I've I'm never listened play. to these. I don't think you're far off, though. Gob, 1912. They look at me as if I'm full of loonies. I say, I might be full of loonies, but I know the God-blessed Gob salad was invented here. I'm so flustered thinking of the story. I can't even help myself now. They tell me, no, no Cobb salad here. And I say, you sons of bitches. I know I had a Cobb salad here. It was invented here at the Ambassador Hotel in California. I thought it was created at the Waldorf. No, that's a Waldorf salad. At the Waldorf salad. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. I thought he was in the wrong place, wrong time. I don't no, know. No, no, Not I'm that I would know. California, and I'm here today in June 1968. I dropped my gun. Oh. oh, by the way, before we find out what happened, he's in the right state, but it was uh, it was made at the Brown Derby for the first time. Oh, so that's what happened. That's, that's why. That's why he didn't yeah. have it. He's stupid. Yeah. So I mean, he was in the right state. Uh, that's right. He had the right kind of timeline, just a little oh. off the, the beaten path. So okay, let's see what happened when the gun dropped. Okay. Oh, Fritzman screwed up again. Many shots were fired from my lucky 1911 and its hair trigger. Hopefully no one was hurt. It was inside the kitchen, so, you know, worst case scenario. Maybe some kitchen workers. I think a bullet or two went out in the corridor between the ballroom and the kitchen, but I surely I would have heard something on the news. Of course I was on vacation. And that means no news. No news. No news. Now, That's right. On to much more pressing matters. No. Dr. Schmizmo. Schmizmo. Remember when my testicles swelled up because of the bee stings? Well, they have swollen to the size of coconuts, Dr. Schmizmo. I'm pretty sure I saw something swimming around in one of them this morning. Perhaps my spermazoa has also mutated to some unholy gargantuan size. They are excruciating, Schmizmo! My testiculars hurt so bad. They're 
swollen to the point of ripping my skin, but people are so impressed <laughs> when they see them. I don't dare change them, Schmizmo. I'm killing everyone. I don't want to get rid of these huge testicles. I've grown to love them, but the pain is so oddly <laughs> unbearable. I feel the power. I feel more powerful than I've ever felt with these giant soccer-sized gonads. Women want me. Men want to be me. I just wish they didn't hurt so bad. Also, my dick is begin bleeding when I ejaculate, so that's not good either. Help me, Schmizmo! And give me my Cobb salad, Ambassador Hotel. So, if we're doing a recap... Real fast, yeah. Dallas, when JFK is assassinated. That's right. He's in Harlem when Brother Malcolm is assassinated. He's in Memphis with the king when the king is assassinated. And he's in California at the Ambassador Hotel. When Bobby is assassinated, all just happenstance, wow. apparently. But uh, all, pretty, yeah, all happens. Pretty damning. Oh, I gotta good tell lie. you, there's a part of me that feels like your great grandfather is like the um, Phil Hartman, Ronald Reagan <laughs> sketch from Saturday Night Live, <laughs> yeah. where he acts like he's a complete moron when he's in public, and the second people leave the room and he can do what he wants, he's an evil genius. Yeah, right. He's like exactly. ready to destroy yeah. everything. Yeah. I'm waiting for like a secret Fritzman file to come out where we find out this dude knows what he's doing. This has all been like a cover. There's no schmizmo <laughs> as code for like things he's drawing. Dropping the penis, the feathers, the anus, the gonads. It's all code for something all else. Code. Much more sinister than we know. Oh, I kind of. Or he's just, or he's just evil Forrest Gump. <laughs> I can't right, decide. right. That's true. That's the true. worst timeline, oh. Forrest Gump. Oh boy, oh boy. Thanks for listening, everybody. We're gonna get out of here. By the way, just want to throw out credit the uh, for, on the letting the skunk out of the trunk. The whole uh, dropping his gun in all the places was a uh, idea by Mr. James Couple. All right, we're out of here, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. <laughs>